This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. train has pulled out of the station and upon its first scheduled stop has set the bar high for what's to come. Defensive errors, penalties, missed penalties, red cards and unthinkable comebacks were on show as John Dempster's men came from two goals down to draw two all at Newport on the season's opening day. In this week's Mansfield Matters podcast, we'll reflect on the season's curtain raiser and ask amongst many questions, which style suits this Mansfield town better, playing three at the back or going with the classic 4-4-2? As always, we'll get your questions and opinion in the live feed as we also chat about midfield options, reborn frontmen, seasonal hangovers and much more. Plus, we'll hear from goalscorer Danny Rose, midfielder Neil Bishop and the boss, John Nemster. It'll be a very proud moment for me, but, you know, I've got a job to do, the team have got a job to do. We'll be trying to get all three points on Saturday. Over the, the last couple of seasons, we've been really strong at home. We need to be strong throughout this season. You want to forget it, but you don't. You know, the hurt that we felt coming off the pitch against MK Dons and then stays with you, that, that type of disappointment doesn't just go away overnight. And I think the only way to sort of exercise it is to put it right, and, and that's with promotion. There's no, there's no two ways about that. I've just got another whack. It's just another day, really. Another whack. Uh, but we'll get stitched up now it's nothing to worry about nothing as bad as last time so I think the face is alright I feel good the, the gaffers gave me a lot of freedom this season I've had a good pre-season I just feel like I want to kick on now and uh, repair the Mansfield faithful get your comments in on the live feed now on the show for the fans by the fans why? because Mansfield matters Juju. And we have arrived at our destination. Week number three of the Mansfield Matters podcast of Series 3. The big question is though, on Saturday, can Stags get their first three points 
of the Skybet League Two season after getting a point at Newport last Saturday. We're back once again. Get involved in the comments as always. Leave your comment in now and don't forget, of course, to hit that share button and get involved with the show for the fans by the fans. My name is Craig Priest. Alongside me, as ever, this week we've got Mr. Nathan Edge, who is on brand with the stag shirt. He's in one of us out to make one of us Exactly. And <coughs> way to my right, we've, and uh, those who've watched the screen a bit to the left, exit uh, flips it around. Uh, Mr. Cam Felton, who is clearly not on brand because he's forgot his stag shirt. And we're only on episode number three. Yeah, I knew work that was. Yeah, oh, but. It's good. I want payment for that. I'm going to have to start <laughs> blurring that out. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. Can I blur his face out while you're at it? I wish I could. I wish I had software good enough to do that. Uh, let's start by reflecting on last weekend's game at Newport. I was the only one that was there because, Nathan, you prioritised relationship over football. I was not happy, I and, can tell you that. And sure. Cam, what were you doing last Saturday? DJing a wedding. You prioritised work over football. Honestly, these two really need to sort their lives out. But you were sneakily listening because you were texting us all through the game explain you don't want to know what happened well I was, having a, I was doing a guide dogs event as well which was also uh, it was at my, my partner's birthday so it's, it's Emma if you're watching well you know I'm not very happy anyway uh, it's been born in season anyway anyways, but, so, but half time I got up to draw the raffle it overran guess what happened you missed both goals didn't absolutely you absolutely missed both goals I was absolutely oh, I was happy but also fuming at the same time uh, so um, but yeah I mean to the match we didn't get off to a very good start, did we? That's one way of putting it. Was it six minutes into the game, one nil down? Um, not the way we wanted to start the season, is it? Um, it? We did it a bit in the pre-season friendlies, I, I felt. We always seem to have a bad first half and a very good second half. And um, I was hoping that wouldn't have continued throughout the, the season, to be honest. But it did. We had a, a horrendous first half. Probably need to give a bit of credit to Newport because they did what they did what they do good. Uh, battle. Uh, they're very strong, and uh, yeah, they are going to be up there again this season, as they always are. Um, so, gotta give some credit to them. Uh, but we were we were terrible. Absolutely uh, awful. <laughs> really, really bad. Uh, but. The, the, the massive positive is that we managed to turn it around that's the main thing it was a very weird one because we were saying I went with my dad to that one and we were saying on the car journey on the way down it doesn't quite feel like the season yet it just feels like an extension of pre-season it doesn't feel like it's properly started then we pulled up in Newport and it sort of you know hit us a little bit we got into the ground uh, the team news pleased with the team I was a little bit disappointed to see that we'd gone with three at the back and I think I said at the time if Newport score early we're going to be in trouble started well in, in the first couple of minutes Danny Rose pulled a long throw out of absolutely nowhere not quite sure where he got that one from and then the inevitable happened they scored and I went here we go we're going to be in for a rough afternoon and I put on the Mansfield Matt twisting it at half time we clearly needs to go 4-4-2 change the shape and Clearly, John Dempster read the tweets, Cam, because you want to start the second you're half. I'm picking me lots for numbers next week. I'm, I'm not picking yours. I'll pick mine, but I'm <laughs> definitely not picking yours. Just it, one of you is doing it because you managed to predict that we were going to change it, and you predicted it were going to be two-two. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Super Six, anyone? <laughs> for the past week, it's awful. But now, uh, what a comeback! Can we just forget the first half ever happened? If only we could. It was just sitting there at home. It was like, oh my goodness, what's actually happening? We've got. It's like we've got a massive hangover from last season, and I don't really know what else to say. Because it, it, how could you sum it up? Because we'd been iffy in pre-season, but we'd never been that bad in the first half of any game. 
so where did that come from was it just trying to get back into the flow of things or was it just it was like they never played together wasn't it half the time it did it did look like that I mean the, the midfield I mean I, I genuinely felt like ringing the police at half time and <laughs> reporting miss, several missing persons I because think, there was no midfield there I, I think Mellis thought we were playing in yellow because um, that whole theory about never giving the ball away well he gave the ball away a lot every single time even uh, even Bish didn't have the, the best of games so that's saying that's saying something isn't it but uh, yeah, we were so disjointed. It just, it just wasn't working, and um, it's. I'm disappointed to. Say, I mean, it was a great comeback, but I'd rather us be saying great performance throughout 90 minutes. But you know, end of the day, you've got to look at it as it is, and it's just one game in a in a very long season. And uh, when you, uh, you know, it's what Dempster said after the game, and when you think about it in the the, the grand scheme of things, there's probably not going to be that many teams that go to Newport this season and come away with a point. So actually. If you look at it on the grand scheme of things, it might not actually be. Well, it could be a very, very good point. It's just a shame that we had that first half to to, to remember because that was one that we need to forget pretty quickly. I mean, I'm just glad it was at the, the start of the season because that anywhere later on in the season you'd be thinking, well, that's you know x amount of points dropped or it's a poor performance. But the thing which, other than performances on the pitch, the thing which gets me the most is what was said post-match cam by John Dempster, the fact that it was Lee Glover who read my tweet and not him in terms of changing the tactics to go 4-4-2 and to get Otis Khan on and get down the width and to try and attack. It's it's great that obviously the assistant stepping in to be able to do that and that's what the assistant's job is there for but did make me question well if Lee Glover had not said that would we have changed it? I suppose this is the... The, the things that come with having a, a relatively inexperienced manager and we knew that it wasn't going to be easy but we never expected it to be like that so look Rashford's knew what we were getting into and I think it, it was the first half to forget and it was absolutely horrific but just unbelievable in the second half and whatever was said at half time why couldn't why wasn't that said at the beginning of the game like just go out and, and play, go out and actually put on a decent performance. Do you think there's this thing, Nath, of a hangover at as such in terms, not necessarily because of the way we ended last season, but in terms of trying desperately to keep that three together of you know Preston, Pearce and, and Sweeney? Because I think towards the start of the pre-season as we look back to it it very much appeared like it was going to try different things out we tried you know going into a 4-2-3-1 we tried very much looking at a back four and seeing how that would work but then as the games went on he, he sort of dropped that and went to try and keep that back three together is there a, a hangover of trying to recapture that form and, and that solidity of uh, the back three possibly I mean what what it might be there's, there's two different angles you can look at it and one is what in one of his uh, his interviews during the, the, the pre-season period I can't remember when it was but I remember him saying it might have even been on the on the evening with actually I, I can't remember where it was from but he definitely said at some point that uh, they want to be able to change formation within a game be fluid in that um, you know, they want that to be a part of the game whether that be early in the season you know, or, or later on whenever they want to have that uh, I think it was Lee Glover that said it actually because it's something like Grant McCann did a lot and that's yeah. what they want to bring into the team here so if they've tried to do that then you know it's going to take a bit of time and a bit of work because it's one thing mastering one formation but to do it 
to master two and to get it fluid in the game is not easy to do or is it more of a fact that we don't know what the best formation is to do and if that is the case we need to figure out pretty quickly because we can't keep doing this where uh, throughout the season where we're going to have um, you know a, a bad half because we've tried a formation that's not working and we revert but then we've already gone two goals behind and we need to start playing catch up but some, at some point we need to be we need to forget we, need, we can't be playing catch up all the time we need to be going out on the offensive and making the other teams worry not not us fixing our own issues Absolutely and that's the point let's put it to the vote we've just uh, put live a live poll on the uh, live stream you've listened to the audio version of this come and join us every Thursday at 6.30ish to get involved with the show for the fans by the fans we've just started a live poll as I say very simple one we want your opinions at home which system do you think suits us best the 4-4-2 as we were the second half at Newport and we were uh, in various games during pre-season for short spells or the one which we're so used to from last term that 3-4-1-2 or 3-5-2 depending on which way uh, you choose to look at that Cam if uh, you were casting your vote on that which one would uh, you go with where would your vote lie? I'd say four four two, purely because we looked more comfortable and obviously we got back into the second half. And even when we went down to ten men, we were never we were still in the game. And I don't know whether that was because we had to actually pull a finger out like, oh no. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why we were still in the game. Two words, Danny Rose. We'll come on to that later. Carry on. Definitely, but <laughs> it, just players put an absolute shift in the second half, and from going down to ten men, it was like, oh. Great, we're going to be in for a right roller coaster here. And we actually, interestingly, bought Andy Cook on, and it's like you're down to ten men. You're going to try and close the game out a little bit, go a bit more defensive. But now we go more attackive. So, no idea what the plans were, but it nearly worked. It's defensive in a different way, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, he's there to hold the ball up and keep the ball. Obviously, it's a, it kind of is a defensive move, move, but it doesn't look like it, does it? But Basically, what Andy Cook bringing Andy Cook. On does is make two Newport defenders go. I'm not marking him. I'm not marking him. You mark him. I'm not marking him. And it, it takes it sucks them back that two or three yards, which just relieve that pressure at the back. It's being positive to be negative, if that makes sense, or yeah. negative to be positive. One of the two. Uh, keep you comments uh, coming in. Let's get to a few of them uh, tonight. Uh, Mark says, "Dirty Newport yet again." Yes, yeah, some very uh, uh, questionable fouls. Danny Rose supporting that uh, beautiful uh, headband. Another crack on the head from him. He must love playing at Newport. <laughs> uh, at least we know. If a bid ever came in for Danny Rose, he would never choose to sign for Newport because he'd spend more time in A and E. Andy says, "I'm sure, still not sure if it was uh, one point gained or two points lost." Um, and says, "Does this system not depend on who you're playing? Three five two will work better against some teams as four four two uh, as four four two uh, won't." Um, to- to- say, absolutely it? agree. I think it's one of those, isn't it, Nate? Where it depends how you. You set it up. Even never mind who you're playing as well. You've also got the personnel who's available to you. So for me, um, you know, at the moment I'd favour the four four two. But as soon as Aidan White's back in the team, I'd probably go back to the back three because I, I think he he's going to be massive out on that wing again. So. If we're stripping all this down and dumbing it down, basically what we're saying is don't play CJ right wing back. That's essentially what we're saying. Probably it? is. 
Because that's where he the didn't have a very from. good day, did he? And, no. and we know what CJ can be like up, up top. So, um, yeah. We're, we're, you know what? I feel like we've been here before having this conversation about CJ right wing back. Why is it still happening? Exactly. I mean, Dempster read the tweet, so you never know. He's probably going to listen to the podcast as well on, on, his, uh, on his way in. Uh, Paul asks, is Jacob Menis a liability? Well, he never gives the ball away. Oh, they won't be for the next three games anyway correct uh, Mark says 4-4-2 please and also says Khan to start hands down let's talk yeah. about Mellis uh, for a second before we move on to Khan and Rose uh, obviously Khan sent off very soft very yeah. soft but uh, it gives somebody else an, an opportunity we'll get a vote on that later on as well but uh, is he a liability or was it just one of those things where he, he's the man whose name's going to be associated with that because he fell over Sent off by your XP teacher, no doubt. Yeah. Um, it was silly. I don't, how, how accidental it was that he fell over, I don't know. I've seen the video many times. I've still not decided whether it was deliberate or not. Only Jacob will know that. Well, well, there it, must be something in there for Dempster not to want to appeal it and to say he's not going to appeal yeah. it. They must have seen something. Well, they know it's obviously very unlikely it's going to, overturned, going to get overturned, isn't it? I mean, the probability of getting a red card overturned is like 1 in 20 anyway, isn't it? So Especially when you're Mansfield Town. Absolutely. Yeah. I know how it looks when it comes 20 to 20 game ban, no. <laughs> exactly. But uh, to be fair, he was, out, he was having a poor game anyway, so... Um, I wouldn't say he's a liability. He had a bad game. I think Maris is one of those players where... He probably, unfortunately, he probably has sort of two great, two good games out of every five. He sort of goes missing a lot, doesn't he? Which is, it's not ideal. But when he does turn up, he he looks like a quality player. It's just how do we get that consistency out of him? We we struggle to do. Like it's, a lot of clubs have in the past. It's like the CJ situation. It's playing in the right position. I mean, one thing which Dempster has done a little bit differently to Flitcroft in terms of the the, the playing the three at the back system is Melis is sitting a lot deeper than where he was last year him and Bishop have have seemed to have swapped used to have Bishop sat in front of the back four and then Mellis and McDonald playing just off behind the front two whereas this year they've gone the opposite way around Mellis has gone into that deeper role Bishop's gone higher Bishop's got the brain for it but I'm sure he'll agree at this stage of his career probably not the legs for it and that that cost us a little bit on Saturday in the first half and he admitted that a little bit in his interview as well you've got to use you've got to get these players these creative players playing in, in the most in the in the place where they're going to be the most effective well exactly I'm just going to go back to one of the games from last season I think it were boring boxing day just picking out that pass to CJ just a, not just judging where CJ would be CJ's like right I want it there plays it perfect bang goal and that's just that little spark of, of creativity that he brings to the team that's so not you know he's got it and exactly. it's also so that's, frustrating about him I suppose it's like a lot of Mansfield players past and present so much potential and ability just don't always show it this is the thing though it's League 2 isn't it and I think that's, yeah. that's the thing if, if, if they had that consistency they would be higher up in the league by now especially the likes of Manis who's who's been in a few clubs already. If, if he could have got his game consistent now he, he wouldn't be at Mansfield Town in all fairness no, nothing against Jacob if he hadn't been such a muppet when he was younger it's it's still be, It'd be Chelsea. Top level, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, he got sacked from Chelsea, didn't he? For doing yeah. something stupid. Something that was to with fire. He's playing in Champions League for God's sake. This is the thing. I think it's a completely separate issue. But when you do that, you always carry this reputation around, and it sticks with you. You know, mud sticks. Where something happens, 
you know, the likes of Chad Evans, that's always going to follow him around. What happens to him is going to follow him around. Whatever you do at a younger age, it sticks, especially in football. But the thing is, though, we're not talking about Mellis about anything that's happening off the field. Absolutely, no. he's, Unfortunately, it's what he's doing on the field that's causing us problems. Um, but like I said, it's you know the, the week before. Yes, it was a preseason friendly, but he scored scored a uh, cracking free kick, and you know everyone's saying, "Yeah, it looks like we've got this player that's going to be great for us this season." Flip it a week later, he's had a dire performance, got sent off. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, I just think liability is a bit harsh. Yeah, he's a bit frustrating, but liability is harsh for me. I'm quite glad we're not appealing because I think this now gives somebody like Otis Khan what an opportunity for him to step up because he deserves it and he should have probably started anyway, in my opinion. Absolutely, let's talk about Otis Khan because he's one of those players who, in pre-season, is the name when Dempster and Glover have been asked who's you know stood out the most. He's the first name on the lips. He certainly stood out for us, and it just showed, didn't it, Cammy, in the way he moved and the way he unpicked. Uh, Newport in that second half to get us back in the game what a threat he can be we've seen him play on the left he can play on the right he can play up top in that system of a 4-4-2 he's going to be one hell of an effective player oh massively and you think we've seen it the last few years while they were was it Yeovil and it's point proven the season that he leaves them they get relegated and it just proves how much teams can actually rely on one player and He's got that ability. He's, he's got that striking ability that we've not got from like a, an attacking midfielder, and just likes to run with the ball, dipping in and out to defenders, and just causing a nuisance. And the point proven, winning the penalty, just getting in there and driving at the defence, gets the ball away from them, taken down, and unfortunately we're missed but it's it's creating them chances in the first place absolutely Liam uh, says we need someone in midfield with pace and Khan is the is perfect for that absolutely I would love to see him uh, start on uh, on Saturday against Morecambe I think he definitely definitely will as well uh, Jody says Mellis seems to play well when he feels like it otherwise it seems like he can't uh, be bothered and Mark uh, agrees with Liam let's talk about somebody else who has uh, risen from the shadows a little bit and come out to shine and that person is the man who scored that all important equalising goal wore a bright turquoise headband for the second half and was literally on fire Danny Rose Nathan what an absolutely phenomenal display uh, by a man who last season wasn't quite doing it for one reason or, or the other yeah, I mean well the biggest be- biggest reason you're big enough is because you chose him as your top scorer in, the, in our sweepstakes thing so uh, I, know, I know where this is going all season but anyway but, but aside from that no he did he, he was deserving just saying he missed, he missed a penalty just saying 2-2 if that's anything to go by, Christian Pierce is our second highest scorer. So that's it. Well, first game of the season, isn't it? Highest scorer. There you go. Anyway, what's it matter? It's the first game of the season. But um, <laughs> yeah, if anyone doesn't know what we're referring to, we had a bit of a sweet state last week, didn't we? Chose our best top scores and all that. More on that later. Yeah. yeah. But um, so anyway, but yeah, Danny Rose. You know, it's 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 what we want from him, isn't it? You know, we didn't see a lot of it last year. We we as a panel on here wasn't as critical as probably what a lot of other supporters were of him last year I think we saw glimpses of a new different role he was playing and we could see how it was going to work he just never really got the opportunity obviously he was out injured for a long time obviously what happened in Newport was uh, as in last season was kept him out for a long time it psychologically was, must have been very difficult for him um, but we've never been that overly critical him. He just doesn't get goals. But all of a sudden he's he's popping him in. Uh, you know, I know it's only one in the in the league and um, you know and in pre-season. But 
goals breeds confidence and um, he's doing the bits aside from scoring the goals but now he's putting the ball in the net and we need that we need that from him this year because I think that he could be a massive player for us and the thing is again it's how players play in certain systems and how they're at when they're given that role but last year was a massive test for him psychologically anyway because you had the whole situation this time last year when we expected him to be off to Peterborough and various other things when he handed the transfer request in and bad advice you've that sort got of thing the two ex-managers messing with it then you've got yeah. Evans that were after him and then you've got the manager that has who, who, who at that time was Flipcroft who's, who's got rid of him before so he probably had two sort of very confusing situations there couldn't you say so you can't really blame him for having the and he was injured at the start of the season you can't really blame Absolutely. him for having the sticky start that he had uh, this year it just seems like he's at the moment, you know, touch wood, it just seems like he's sort of got a weight lifted off him and he can just go out there and, as he said in his interview, to sort of give back to, to, to Mansfield because we've stuck by him, we've always sang his name and uh, now we just need him to start putting the ball in the back of the net for us. I think one day, by default, he will actually change his name to Danny Danny rather than just Danny. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I think other than that, I, I know obviously people look at him as a striker and look at him as, as a goal scorer and... and want to go back to that position where he was at under Evans when he was banging the goals and being the talisman but he offers such a much more rounded game to you and I actually mentioned it a little bit earlier on Cam when I said the reason we got that point was because of Danny Rose because it's not just his attacking play his defensive abilities he's probably up there on a par with Pierce Preston and Sweeney because the way he defends from the front is just different level on Saturday at Newport from minute one he was closing things down chasing things down that allows the defence to push up and when we went down to 10 to ten men he slotted it on the right hand side an unnatural position for him he watched the line Newport got nowhere near that he won every single header there was to win every single battle his vocalness was there he was marching the troops his all round game and the way he manages those situations that could also be critical. That's what makes him. That's why I backed him to to be so good this season. And I think that's what why you saw such a good display from him. Well, exactly. I think we were saying this last season. Who's who's our best defender? Danny Rose. He's just in and People around. People laugh when we say that, but he actually is because of the where he defends from. Oh yeah, massively. And that's the thing. It's like it, it brings. It's like um, Northampton at home last season, being in the box, getting the ball away, and sets it up for Timmy who goes off on a run and scores I mean we do need a midfielder for Saturday just saying <laughs> it's just that directness just getting the ball away and we've been guilty of the past of faffing around with it at the back and not getting rid of it and the amount of times that it's cost us during pre-season just indecisiveness in the defence and when we've got someone like Danny that can take the pressure off the defence it, it breeds confidence and you think right if I do a little bit like put an extra 5-10% in it will help the rest of the team because it means that we're not constantly rushing around and it does make an effect because it means that we can just focus on playing the football rather than thinking right, right I need to be here if we lose the ball I need to be there if we lose the ball don't think about that think about the here and now there's one thing with, with Danny that I think some supporters need to do and they just need to sit there and just focus in on him for, for the match for, well, for, for part of the match and things like that because one thing as Mansfield Town support was which is general sort of, sort of across the board really was that most of us want to see a hard working player no matter where they are on the team they want to see hard workers and that's why 
plays like <coughs> the angle uh, you know wasn't much of a fan of the club he seemed very lazy but you don't get that with Danny I, I get some of the critics so they say that he doesn't score goals but if he start playing this year they can't say that anymore he does go down a lot which is frustrating but he does win free kicks and that could you know well it did this Saturday didn't it absolutely we, we, that's how we he won the free kick for Pierce's goal yeah so that's how we got the, the first goal back so although he's um, he's, he's, he's rolling about and that can be a bit frustrating at times it does win win free kicks for us um, you know but aside from those couple of things you look at what he does and if you look at his work rate and uh, what the headers he wins the flick-ons he wins and the you know the, the the link-up play he can do. If he starts putting balls in, in the back of the net as well, he is, he is a, a massively effective player. Something that no other striker we've got at the club at the moment can do. And it's one of those things as well. If you know we get a defensive crisis, we know we can play at centre half. Exactly. Uh, keep your comments uh, coming in. Some uh, on Danny Rose. We're going to hear from him in a second. Uh, Liam says, "Look what Rose is like when Flickcroft's gone." Uh, Joe says, "Danny Rose has undoubted quality. He didn't have an ideal season with the transfer rumours and injury." I think he'll be massive for us this year. Uh, Mark says, nice to see him standing up. Uh, hope he features more after a poor last season. Uh, and Tony says, Rosie should have taken the pen after getting the equaliser quality player. I think if Rosie had taken the pen, the goalkeeper would have ended up on the other side of Newport having been smashed through his net. Because I think there was only one person to take that penalty and it was Danny Rose. Sorry, Nathan, because I think... The whole thing with, with Maynard, I'm not, this is not a criticism of Maynard at all, because um, obviously you want him to, to, to get that, the goal. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you, but, but I think there's a, the, you know, trying to get that first goal at 2-2 after such a comeback, not really been in the game too much, a little bit of nerves, good penalty, well hit, mm, should have hit it lower, but, you know, not a criticism. Easy eye for the keeper was, that's it the was. thing, but I think we'll see um, for the rest of the season... He's probably going to be the one that's taking the penalties. I think he'll score more than he misses by the long way. So. I'll, I'll put a pound on it that the next penalty goes to Christian Pierce. <laughs> I mean, I have my reasons. If we flash back to last season, you want a Sweeney up front as well. So you want Danny Rose at the back, Sweeney up front, Pierce taking uh, penalties. I mean, what can I say? Logan, Logan on free kicks. You know, you got a very. You must be. It must be very interesting watching your football manager. Hey, if anything, <laughs> all I'm saying is back to back promotions, mate. <laughs> if, if pre-season Which videos is. are out to go by, I'd stick Conrad on free kicks. Can whip a decent ball in. I mean, all I'll, all I'll say is that I am adaptable. Whilst we have an argument off air, let's hear from the man who got that equalising goal and had a man of the match display at Newport, Danny Rose. He's back. It's just good to get off the mark, yeah. Like you said, I've not scored for quite a long time now and uh, like I said in the previous interview, the goals bring confidence and I'm so hoping to kick on now. I think last season was just a bad season all in all and just, I'm so hoping to kick on now. I've had a good pre-season. Let's just hope there's more goals to come. First half was unacceptable by our standards, we know that. Um, Newport are a very good side but look, we, we didn't match them first half and second half we've matched them. And on another day we could be in the lead, but it didn't happen to be. And then we've gone down to ten men, and we show great character to get a point away from home. The gaffer's made a sub, and Oates has come on and made a very good impression. But I think we just played to our strengths and gave them a lot of problems, a lot to think about. We got two goals quickly, and we could have been a third, but it wasn't to be. I've just got another whack. Uh, it's just another day, really, another whack. Uh, but we'll get stitched up now. It's nothing to worry about. Nothing as bad as last time. So I think the face is all right. I feel good. The, the gaffer's gave me a lot of freedom this season. Um, I've had a good pre-season. I just feel like I want to kick on now and uh, repair the man's feel fearful. 
I think we've just found our galvanised uh, count from last season. I think it's Danny Rose thinking. I think I want to kick on. He wants to kick on. He, Danny Rose wants to kick it on. I think the episode, the episode title. I'm going to even write it down. I'm just going to. We're going to call this episode "Kicking On." Let's kick on. Let's <laughs> let's kick on. That'll do. Let, let's kick on. Let's kick on with the show. Danny Rose there speaking to I Follow Stags. You can uh, watch that in full at mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. I don't think that's the last time we'll be hearing from the uh, front man this season. He was also voted on our Twitter poll, uh, man of the match. Uh, by you watching uh, and listening at home if you're not following us on Twitter that's something we're going to be doing a little bit differently this year at MTFC Matters I'll do a little brief at half time match report on there plus man of the match vote and, and little clips and things from away games on there as well so get on there and follow that let's kick on uh, and talk about somebody else who made their debut on Saturday uh, half time substitution just before half time replaced uh, CJ Hamilton that was uh, Kellen Gordon not so great in the three seconds we're him at right wing back but the right back looks an absolute force and he'll really, he's really going to compete with Hayden White when he's back in a couple of weeks time oh massively I think he's going to be a player that's got a lot of confidence obviously promotion with Lincoln last season we saw how good he was and scored against us and it was just being there in the right place it might not be his position to be that far up the field but he was there when he needed to be and um, it's just something else that that strengthens the squad and having strength and depth is something that we've struggled with in the past we've had well we relied on key players last season losing Hayden White and having to put CJ at right wing back doesn't work so having someone that can play that position is great and it, it is a quality addition and I think as long as it, they can I'd say keep the nerves out then we'll be fine because a lot of these players didn't well, the newer players didn't have a great game on Saturday but we got the job done and it wasn't three points but it was enough to enough to get some points we've been on the air for 32 minutes and 13 seconds Nate, and I think one thing we've not spoke about is transfer deadline day it's been very quiet it's Mans- not our transfer deadline day well it's not not ours but obviously big clubs, big clubs. Uh, but obviously you still expect to see a bit of activity we have been a little bit quiet today yeah um I mentioned transfer deadline day for the word transfers. Kellen Gordon was, of course, one of them. How good is it to to know that we are building a squad with those additions and the fact that we've got that backup and that strength in depth? Because last season, I know we keep going back to it, and in the past we've had one player who's been injured or suspended or whatever, and we've been thinking, what are we going to put there? Yeah, Square peg round hole. Yeah, I think that's you could look at all the signings we've made. Probably aside from Hayden Stone, who was slightly different because obviously he's a young player who's coming to push Logan, and obviously a legacy coach is going to be back sooner rather than later. So he's probably not one we're going to see feature a lot this season. Uh, but the rest, you know, you look at them and they're all additions that you think actually have got. They're not just there. You think oh, they're going to be on the bench and come on and do a job. They're actually sometimes you think, like you just said about Callum Gordon. <laughs> Could he actually be picked up picked in ahead of, ahead of White because that's how good he potentially could be? So uh, same with Cook up front and, and Maynard. You know that they're, they're all players that very easily could be in the starting eleven. So you've, what we've done is absolutely added quality. I'm still a bit shaky about our, our, our defence. I still maybe me personally want one more one more in there. But whether we'll see that, I mean, looking at John Radford's post earlier today on Facebook and Twitter, he did say that. 
they are happy with the recruitment but he would be he is backing the manager to strengthen if necessary uh, I think that should be in uh, underlined in italics and all, all that jazz but so that's if necessary so we could see another incoming before is it 2nd of September our Second deadline September, yeah. um, so we still got time to bring in but the most thing the most important thing is for me that there's not been any major rumours about the likes of say CJ Hamilton going to say championship side I can't see him going to league one so um, let's hope that that is now sort of all that what we had a few well a couple of months ago is all dead and buried I now we just move on that would be done by now yeah there's, there's, there's really weird rules it's like the deadline's five o'clock but if you know you've got a deal coming through you can submit like paper so you can give you an extra two hours yeah, yeah that's what I mean the that two hours yeah. good. that two hours has now happened so if we if CJ was to go to a big club it's not going to happen now until January unless it well there's, there's league unless, one unless well, it was a league one club or, I don't see, well, I, don't see selling, I don't see us selling to league one or any club in league one having said money to meet the valuation price, but yeah, different debate for a different time. Because I, I think the the interesting thing this week is that uh, the manager John Dempster has flown out to Portugal and spent a couple of days with the Radfords. So he'll be flying back, I believe, as we speak. So no doubt, I'll be watching this on Facebook Live. Uh, if you're watching John, even <laughs> on the I'll plane, flying British Airways. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, don't don't start slagging planes off because I can't afford the bill if people sue us. Um, right now, that's not going to look. Can we just not? Can't, Karen. Right, Nathan's paying for the. Absolutely. The, the These are the views of Nathan Edge, not those of Mansfield Matters. Let's get that out there. Um, but interesting to see that obviously they have had that face-to-face meeting they've not used FaceTime or other you know video sharing services that sort of thing they've had that meeting and as you say that statement from John Radford albeit on a Facebook post backing will be there if necessary it's quite interesting that even Mark Stevenson's gone out it's like they've took the whole backroom staff with them Carolyn needs an Instagram pictures taken alright that's a fair point but it, it's like board meeting out in the middle of Portugal it's like right we want this doing this doing this doing and you can have this back in it's like should we have done it now should it have been done last week before the season starts are we or is it hopefully I think they did do it and I remember Carolyn pointing something up didn't she about having a meeting with uh, John Alford reaffirming uh, not John Alford with uh, John Dad saying reaffirming their goals and stuff and then this has come out again today so I don't know they have had some sort of meeting but whether they've felt the need to have another one I don't know but um, uh, before Dion Donahue came in possibly it, just, it wasn't that long ago so only a couple of weeks isn't it whether you know we, just want to free all of whether you read into it further and maybe there is some other incoming who knows that's you know the potential it's just, it's just I found it interesting that he put in the post that uh, just about a possibility he could have just left it there like, happy rec- recruitment and left it at that yeah I think, well, he didn't. I think yeah. it was good because I think there was a lot of sl- there was a slanging match on Facebook at half time on Saturday and it's like oh wow really? there was a slanging match <laughs> at, the, at the game it was more entertaining than the first half at, at some point <laughs> uh, I think I think we needed that to be honest just to just so that we knew that chairman is going to back John and obviously being an inexperienced manager you're going to get people that think oh I'm better than you I've played football manager for the last 10 years Mr Priest facts back promotions mate slogan up from <laughs> oh lord <laughs> um, but you're going to get people like that and I think if you get like an authority figure like Stanley Foot down it's like no we're going to, yeah. he's going to get his back in don't matter what anybody else says as long as he's doing a good job as long as we get the results then he's going to get the back in I mean, I understand the frustration. I think it goes back to that hangover 
of last season but the fans are so fickle and it it does really wind me up that you know football is not won and lost in, in, a, in a minute it's a 46 game season there's going to be the ups there's going to be the downs but by virtue of the fact that we did turn the game around it's funny how 45 minutes changes if we'd have been alright last season hands on hearts this situation last season doesn't matter when it was we're 2-0 down at half time would Flickcroft have changed the shape to a 4-4-2 to get us back in the game Nate one word answer no can one word answer no I don't believe it would either the fact that we've had that plan B and got back in the game and backed him and he's come over and applauded and we've got to where we are says that we put in the work in we've evaluated the wrongs and we're starting to put them right it's not going to happen we're not going to be handed promotion now we've got to go out and earn it once again we've gone back to that it's like playing snakes and ladders we've got to 99 and landed on a snake and slid all the way back to number two and we've got to start all over again and build our way up the board it takes time it takes planning you're going to slip on a snake every now and again but somewhere you might get on a ladder and propel yourself up it's just those, about that those, patience. Snake, those snakes always seem to be Newport away correct and, and snakes fans who can't handle the fact that we've gone 1-0 down after six minutes they'll probably end up being crew at home at some point this season as well yeah, it's, another, it's, another, it's just an inevitable that happens we're terrible at Newport we're terrible at home to, to crew we're a bit iffy at places like Cheltenham and we just have to say we're going to miss our normal usual guaranteed six points from the likes of Chessfield and Notts County innit but well in all fairness always the FA Cup mate always the FA Cup always the FA Cup you have to play Dover or Maidenhead and Eastleigh things could be a lot worse in this situation we could be buried right now not having our games cancelled left right and centre and not knowing if we're going to have a club next week well Bory have got until 23rd it's just until the membership it's crazy how we pick you over the, the, the tiniest tiniest things let's talk about that that hangover a little bit because I think Neil Bishop mentioned it in his interview we're going to hear from him in, him in a second so he says he's still haunted a little bit by uh, by last season is that a positive or a negative if you were a player alongside him Nath, would you want to sort of shake him and say look we've got to focus on the here and now or would you would you be saying yeah I'm still a little bit haunted by that but let's go and build from it I think that depends on the player you know, and their personalities some um, some players well people we've talked about people in general some react very differently in the face of adversity so you know the players that some people like go through difficult moments and uh, moments in their life or come out one or two ways it's either they'll, they'll be stronger from it and uh, and know how to deal with stuff like that in the future or the other ones will let it defeat them for a while so it, it's hard to say it depends on the personnel in that dressing room and, and how they sort of deal with it as a squad let's hope that they've put it behind them but at the same time they need to sort of have a bit of a memory of it because if it, if it comes to the point again where we're making the same mistake, mistakes we need to know that we've learned from them and we can react to them so I'd like to think the likes of Neil Bishop the most more experienced players in that dressing room who have probably been through similar experiences before um, will help guide those that haven't been through it but then you could say I don't know it's, it's, it all, it's all ifs and buts on different, different players really there has to come a point though doesn't it Cam where you have to say look we've got to stop looking behind us it's that same thing of like we were saying last week looking too far in front you're going to trip over you ain't seeing what's in front of you if you're looking over your shoulder are you uh, I suppose the whole situation is because it was Newport I think if we'd have played anyone else I think we'd have been fine but I, it's purely based on Newport I think 
Um, <sighs> terrible times at Newport, and obviously it was more than just the playoff game. Wherever it's everything started to go wrong as soon as we played Newport away, and I know we'd lost a couple before then, but it just seemed that the wheels fell off last season, and that's when we started to spiral. So I think it's just in the back of your minds. It's like, oh, for God's sake, I'm glad it's out of the way. But I think now we don't have any excuse to look behind us. I think we've relatively put right the wrongs of last season. Now let's go and finish the job. Absolutely. Well, let's hear from that man who uh, celebrated a birthday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, the big, yeah, the big yeah, the big six out. Uh, <laughs> no, the big was it? Was it four? Was it four? Somebody put forty. I'm not sure. I think, oh, yeah. I think Dave put forty. I, I think he was taking the mix slightly. No, I don't know. He's not far. I'm going to say. I mean, he is near there. I mean, I'm not going to. Well, let's just say a belated happy birthday to Neil Bishop, who was speaking to I Follow Stags earlier this week, reflecting on that game at Newport and, of course, his memories from last season and getting over the line this time round. We spoke in the dressing room and the, and the gaffer emphasised the point that the next goal was crucial, you know, probably wins them the game. But if we get it and, and get it early, then um, then we're right back in this game. And, and, and so it proved, you know, it's so you're at your weakest when you've just conceded a goal. And, and you know, we got that, that second goal on, uh, straight away. Um, and, and look, it, it, it was no doubt in my mind that we were going on to win that game. We weren't there to draw the game. We, we went down there to win the game. And I thought, like you say, we would have done, uh, but circumstances unfortunately denied us that opportunity. But look, it's a it's a point away from home. Like I say, we, we got beat down there last season, so it's a point better than that. Um, we'll take the positives. We'll, we'll improve on a lot of things. And my own performance and, and that the lads, I was uh, I was braced for um, for a rollicking um, for, for want of a better term. But no, he, he was quite considered. I think he found the right tone with the boys. Um, like I say, we. He, he, it, it would have been easy to come in and start throwing stuff around because it, it was way, be, way below par. But I think as it was as a group of players, before the manager even walked in, we, we were aware of that. We'd had words between ourselves. Um, probably some harsh words were said. Um, look, we're an honest group and we know that wasn't good enough for the manager to come in, set up a game plan for the second half and, and it's worked to a T. And like I say, I think we would have won. And, well, I know I'm repeating myself, but I'm sure we would have went on to win that game. My target is the same as last season. He's got big promotion. You know, I don't really have... Well, if I have individual targets, they obviously come secondary to the team's goals. Um, it was gut wrenching the way we missed out last season, and you, you know that pain's going to be there until we put it right. And there's no better time than this season, especially with time running out for myself in, ter- in terms of, in terms of uh, seasons I've got left. But you know, we, we, we were massively aware of what's of what's um, expected of this football club this season, and and I think last season's disappointment has made us more than refocus us re- uh, to deliver that this season. Can't speak for anyone else, but you know, it, it was I think the way it, not just missing out, but the way it happened was 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 more than a, a slap in the face. Um, look, people say move on. I, I don't really want to move on. You you want to you want to forget it, but you don't. You know the, the, the hurt that we felt coming off the pitch against MK Dons, and then obviously I missed the game against Newport uh, at our place um, on, on the penalty shootout. You know that that stays with you. That that type of disappointment doesn't just go away overnight. And I think the only way to 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 sort of exercise it is to is to put it right. And, I, and that's with promotion. There's no there's no two ways about that. It's got to be. If we miss out on promotion again this season, it's going to be another disappointment, and then and then like I say, this, that season still haunts you really. Um, but look, we've got a good group. We've got the majority of the team from last season, and we've added real quality. So there's no reason why we can't go one better. 
Neil Bishop speaking to you. I follow Stags earlier this week. If you want to watch that in full, head over to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow. Plenty of great content on there, including a behind the scenes look at Tuesday's training session at the RH Academy, which is looking rather good now after some uh, a lot of work being done uh, on that. Let's talk a little bit about Bish there. Cam spoke a little bit about that hangover from last season, but using it in a in a positive way. And it's something which Mansfield have got a bit of a history with, but I guess it's those players like Bishop with that experience because they've perhaps been there season in, season out, they've seen how football can change. It's someone like that who we could be pivotal to be picking up those younger players. Oh, massive that thing. And like you said, Bishop's been there and done it. He's been playing in the Premier League not so long ago. And I think having someone like that will bring like the rest of the team together it's like look it's not all doom and gloom we have still got a chance we've got a better chance this season of going up than we did have last season we've got a stronger squad this season and I think they just need to show their ability more than just like get, get a chip off the shoulder as such and just not focus on last season and I think if as long as whatever Bish has said in the train in the changing room and on training pitch and whatever else has gone off I think as long as they can get through to the younger players like look it's not all always going to be like this let's just focus on this and we'll get it done it's an interesting one because Mansfield do tend to react well to adversity and Helen uh, hits the nail on the head really she says uh, think back to losing in the playoffs to York we learned from that and the following season we lifted the trophy feeling positive about this season a few similarities I suppose you could take from from that Nathan but obviously the, the one man there was a, a man who was uh, involved with that who's now at the, the helm of the club steering the ship yeah well we said about you know some minute ago about some players having been for that experience before and you you sort of forget about the experience that the management and the coaching staff might have had as well and uh, we're talking about a man that not only has experienced it but has experienced it at this football club so um, you know let's hope that everything that he remembers and the feelings and whatever are still there but like Bish said you know you'd, as much as you want to forget them you want to keep all of them because whilst they're there in your memories they're there to correct and they're there to fix so uh, they can use that as fuel to go forward and that's how Dempster sort of also gets that message across from his own personal point as well Absolutely we'll certainly see how it uh, unfolds of course for him it's the first game league game first Sky but League 2 game in the dugout first competitive uh, game in the home dugout for John Dempster as Stags manager. Let's find out how he's feeling out of stepping into that technical area when Saturday comes. Immense pride. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's going to be a real battle, like we mentioned, with uh, Jim bringing his side here. But it's, you know, it's a massive achievement for a- any person to manage this football club, um, and I'm no different. So I'll be. A- it'll be a very proud moment for me. But you know, I'm. I've got a job to do, the team have got a job to do uh, and we'll be trying to get all three points on Saturday. We've had that over the, the last couple of seasons, we've been really strong at home. We need to be strong throughout this season, we're hoping to pick up more points away from home uh, and, and if we can do that we'll have a successful season. We certainly want to be attacking at home, we want to take the game to the opposition. I think there was times last season where um, teams came in, sat in, and were probably happy with a point when they were coming to the one call stadium. 
if that is the case, and I'm not saying that's what Morecambe are going to do, but if that is the case, we have got the players that can unpick a lock. Um, we've got goal scorers in the squad. We've got people that can make goals. So uh, we, we want to be taking the game to to the opposition, but just being aware of their strengths as well and making sure that you know they're not just going to sit in and look to counter us. We have to be aware of their strengths and weaknesses as well. Stags boss John Dempster speaking to I Follow Stags earlier this week. You can watch that interview in full via visiting mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. One decision he has got to make though, Nathan, is uh, who is going to replace the missing Mellis. Obviously, three-game ban for him for that sending off at Newport last Saturday. If you were picking a player, who would you put in? Why and how and where? That's a very easy uh, answer, to be honest. For me, it's Otis Khan. Should have started for me on Saturday anyway, but that's gone. Let's move on to this week. And uh, um, even if Mellis was wasn't um, suspended, I would have still been probably saying I'd put him in anyway. So uh, nothing changes for me. I'd put him in a. I feel like he's going to go with the same formation. So that um, same formation as we started, or same as we same as we started. I, that's what my gut instinct is going to go with it. Doesn't mean that's what I'd do myself, but I think that's what he's going to do. So I think we're going to see Bishop um, in a bit more deeper role than Khan, a bit further up. Um, and, well, I think it's the obvious reason why, because of the performance he's put in. So that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, and I'd be quite happy to see it happen as well. Let us know what you think at home. Some options on the live poll for you. I've gone for, for Khan, but going for a 4 4 2, so basically going how we finished but with 11 men. Uh, so the options I've put for you are Khan going 4-4-2. We've obviously got the option of uh, Dion Donoghue as well to come in and make his debut. Uh, Alistair Smith I've put in there as well. We saw him a little bit in pre-season, spoke a little bit about him uh, last week, and I've also put in other uh, options as well, but let us know. Uh, if you're going to choose other, let us know uh, who you would go for. Cam, if you were John Dempster, what would you, what would your same question, How would you? who would you put in and how and why and where and when and... Exactly, etc., etc. I think he'll go with Khan, but I think he'll stick with the, what we did in the first half. And interestingly enough, I, I think we'd probably put someone like Amara Sterling James on the bench. He was as, on the bench, as, on, as in, uh, just keeping him there. He can change it, and obviously, he can play that wide role, he can play that central role. And. I, I, yeah, I'd say the, the five at the back. Boss the game a little bit more when we're at home. We can force teams into playing the way that we want to, rather than having to play the way what what they want to. And I suppose at Newport, it's always what Newport wants to do. You can never go to Newport and boss the game. Morecambe, though, Nate, is an absolutely different animal. They're a very direct and physical team. They like to, you know, shut up shop away from home a little bit and protect that that point. They're always difficult to break down. Jim yeah. Bentley's done a phenomenal job. Uh, there at Newport, uh, not Newport, sorry, at Morecambe, because you keep saying Newport, uh, in you know getting them to where they're getting them a stable club, never really likely to, to challenge at either end, but always stable, always a difficult test, and one which we're going to have to face twice in the space of uh, you know four or five days. Yeah, well, I mean, to me, for me, Morecambe, although like I said, Jim Murray's done a great job for me, I think they're me personally one of the favourites to go down this season, but that doesn't mean. It's a guaranteed win on Saturday. I don't, you know, in whatever league, whatever, whoever you come up against, this is football, and if you go over that, I, actually, you're never gonna, you're gonna slip up. So, um, but I mean, they're gonna be physical, a bit like Newport. But I think what we're gonna see, very, very, we're gonna play more of the ball on uh, on Saturday, and I think we're gonna have to do that. 
have those creative players sort of unlocking that key. Uh, you know, Dempster said it uh, in his uh, press conference. Um, I think it was after who was our last friendly against uh, the whole Rangers under twenty three. Oh, it might have been Rangers actually. Yeah. One, one of those games. He said anyway that uh, we're going to come up come up again in some games where we need our creative players to unlock those keys, and he's got that belief in in our midfield players to do that. And then we've also got the strikers now to put it in the back of the net. So um, I think we're going to see a different game in that aspect. Um, you know, they, they're going to try and frustrate us. They, they normally do. Um, they normally. Think I'm right in thinking they always try and time waste a bit, even from minute one, which is frustrating. Well, I know Cheltenham do that a lot. I'm pretty sure Morecambe do too. So different tests, but you know, I, I I think we've got the quality to to deal with it and deal with it well. So let's hope we can just um, get off to a good start, and let's hope most importantly we, we're strong at the back. Just let's not let anything slip early on and and get the crowd on the back because we know what it can be like sometimes. For me, that's why I want to go with the. I'd go with the four four two. I mean. The absolute vastness in contrast. I don't different team, different setting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but the contrast when we've played four four two versus the, the three under John Dempster has been different. Every time we've played that four four two, we've looked looked a lot more comfortable in, the, in ourselves. We've, we've had that solidity. We've played a little bit higher. We've played with that intent. And those players like Otis Khan and you know, people like that have really come into their own whether it's been playing out wide on the flank or directly as the striker I think that's how we'd unpick that lock against Morecambe for me going with that uh, with that 4-4-2 but who do you take out of that, that back three you know you wouldn't obviously it's, it's going to be Preston or Sweeney you're never going to take the chief out but it's one of those where if it was a 4-4-2 I just think we'd have a little bit more success John Dempster said in his uh, interview there Cam that he wants to be more expressive at home he wants to get the job done at home he wants to really hurt teams when they come to the one core stadium well, exactly and I think you look you look at the beginning of the season you're right what games have we got to win like teams that we must beat and you'd probably say Morecambe are one of them that you've got to beat because you don't want to be drawing or losing to a team like Morecambe 100% <laughs> and I think that creative flair will outdo them you think their defence Ricky Sutton still there yeah I believe so not the quickest players like Otis getting in and around I think will unlock that defence quite a lot and I think if last season's anything to go by we scored one floodgates open we end up was it three or four last season I can't remember been, it was that long ago I think it was three but it, it goals breed confidence and I think if we, if we can get a few on Saturday then I think we'll be alright and then going into the game on Tuesday I think it'll be the same situation obviously it'll be a vastly changed squad but same situation it's going to be a similar sort of setup from them uh, quite a slow defence obviously got Kevin Ellison who's slowest man on earth but he's also one of the best technical players in the league it's the way yeah. he plays mentally it's not all about how you play on the deck the way he handles that game and winds players up and bullies players I said it before a couple of seasons ago it was a player he's, he was the sort of player we needed he's a bully yeah but he's put up against Chiefs and Chiefs don't get bullied so uh, you know yeah. you can look at it the other way we've got the players to deal with him well we hope we have on paper yeah. Well, well, we'll wait and see. <laughs> I don't know. I just think, uh, looking at those options in there, Dion Donoghue, obviously us as fans have not seen a lot of him, but very highly rated. Obviously, John yeah, Dempsey has seen a lot of him in training and stuff. It seemed all right. It Rangers game when he came on. Yeah, his vision was good. He's got some good distribution. I think he, him and Khan, the link-up actually set one of the goals, didn't it? So, yeah. 
I think that would be good and obviously young Alistair Smith I think if we don't see him Saturday I think we'll definitely okay. see him yeah. definitely see him on Tuesday I'm quite excited for the Tuesday night game as well I know it's uh, uh, it's a bit dull playing the same team and you know in just a few days but um, it's an opportunity to, to see some of those fringe players that uh, are knocking on the door it's an opportunity for them to come out and express themselves and uh, and I think if we don't see the likes of Donoghue on um on, on Saturday, I think we most certainly will see him on Tuesday because he's, you know, Dev said in his, in his press conference that he, um, if it's not just, you know, if it's not the youngest players that are coming in, it's also going to be the uh, players that need the minutes, and I probably class him in that category as well. So I think we're going to see a different team, but probably a very similar setup. I still think we're going to play very similar football, etc. So I think it'll be interesting. Certainly will. It'll be one of those games where. You can't quite predict what will happen, but I think it will give us a real indication, Cam, about the strength we have got in depth and those players knocking on the door and give players an opportunity to knock on the door with, you know, trips to Carlisle and Exeter to come in August still. What a horrible first month there is. Tell me about it. Talk about putting the miles in early. Oh, definitely. That's the thing. It's like we've got some long journeys, but to have three all in the same month is not going to be great. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't throw us late and on a Tuesday night in the on their way later yeah, yeah, yeah. in the season. So, yeah. um, <laughs> but the tough fixture as well. It's not just a Irish though, is it? You got yeah. you got teams there that you probably would say they're going to be knocking on the door of the playoffs at least. So it's, it's not just the miles. It's we're coming up. We're going to be we're being tested probably at our for me what I think is going to be our weakest point of the season, which is at the very beginning. I yeah. suppose if anything's to go on from last season, I think we only were one in. August, two in August. Yeah, it was a we drew a lot, start. Didn't we? Drew a lot. So, you know what? Some of these games, I wouldn't mind so much like a draw at like Exeter uh, well, or see, Carlisle. This is, this is where I disagree because if you look back to last season, we've played Macclesfield early on, drew there, threw the game away, and that one point. Yeah, when we got there those two points that we threw away could have seen us in League One yeah. it doesn't matter whether you get a point in, whether you're dropping points in August or at the end of the season every game matters as we've seen last year every but game can affect well it does and you know, but it's like if you're going to get your blips out get them out early and it's what pre-season's for <laughs> what, what's that tickled by then that's true I know um, and to be fair it's a bit, 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 bit random really but I'd rather Drop two points to Maxfield than Exeter because probably Exeter is going to be up there with us. So why give, we don't yeah. give them extra points? Yeah. No, I mean, you, you yeah. by the long scheme, it's uh, you know as, as annoying it is to drop points against against those teams at the bottom of the table. It's probably better to do it against them. I suppose Exeter are bigger bottle jobs than we are. Well, we are catching them up. We're catching them up. That's yeah, that's unfortunately. <laughs> but I'd like. I mean, uh, like I said, they're going to be a very tough tests. Um, we never seem to do very well at Carlisle away in, in recent years anyway. Uh, Last year was a belting game, in there, even though it was one of the really disappointing performances. Yeah, thanks, Bish. <laughs> yeah, cheers, Bish. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, yeah. My dad made the point that when we normally play Carlisle in the early, early, um, early in the season, we normally do pretty well, so I'm hoping that his... Uh, Historical minds. Well, not last season, the season before we played on first weekend of September and we drew. Yeah, so. And yeah. we missed a penalty. Let's hope. Yeah. Callum Butcher's debut scored. Yeah, it was. Scored a beautiful lob and Hemmings missed a penalty. 
Oh dear, whatever became of those two, both in Dundee. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, let's uh, time now to wrap things up and, mo- and move swiftly on with our pound prediction game. We are going to launch a, pa- a pound prediction uh, league and game uh, for you guys watching and listening at home. More on that uh, in the coming weeks when I get basically when I get five minutes to Didn't sit we down. Say and this do last week, though. Yeah, but I've not had spare five minutes. That's why I said coming weeks. Yeah, that's why I said, <laughs> and that's why we always say six thirty. Ish. But this this time we're actually on time. We no, were. No, we, were, I think we did start at six thirty. Ish. Uh, pound prediction league. This is how it works. Uh, between the three of us, we have a bit. Of, we're having a little bit of a competition. We wrote down some predictions for the entirety of the uh, the season uh, last week. Every single week from there on in, we are going to have a one pound prediction on the league game only. We all put a pound into the pot, the Mansfield Matters uh, money pot, which is there. And at the end of the season, the person, probably Nathan, who's predicted the most correct, will take that money home. And uh, there'll be a bit of a prize for you guys as well when you play along. More on that on the website in the coming weeks. Um, we're only predicting, as I say, for league games. Have you all brought your pounds with you? You have your pounds. Yep. I have my yes. pound as well. Uh, if you'd like to pass me your pound, please, Nathan. Yeah, and uh, Cam, if I have your pound as well, that's going to go into. I nearly put it into my tea then. <laughs> into the uh, pound prediction pot. Let's have your prediction first, please, Cam, for Saturday's league game against Morecambe. Four 0 Stags. Four 0 win for the Stags. Uh, Nathan, what are you going to go with? I have two 0 win to the Stags. Uh, two 0 win for the Stags. I am going to say. 3-0 win for the stag so, uh, so as soon as both can score we're going to all be on the group chat I forgot to say absolutely <laughs> we've all thrown it away but uh, we'll see uh, how we get on in that one uh, rules on that by the way you have to get the score correct obviously if, if stags win 5-0 I can't you can't claim it can because you've said 4 and you're the closest you have to get it correct anyway uh, that is pretty much it for this week two home games uh, one in the cup one in the league both against Morecambe get yourself uh, to both games if you can stagstickets.co.uk is the place to be uh, to get your tickets let's first and foremost make it a good reception for John Dempster in his first league game as Stags boss on Saturday in the league where let's face it it matters more and um, whether it's 4-4-2 whether it's 3 or whatever let's just get behind the team and if things aren't going quite so well in the first half look back at Newport last week it's a game of two halves anything can happen you can throw as many cliches at it as you want football is a game of 90 minutes there's 46 games in a season things aren't won and lost in one game yada 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 back the team that is the all important thing as we said earlier Football can sometimes be like a game of snakes and ladders. Sometimes you get so close to the finish line, land on a snake and come spiralling down. Really, when you think about it, it's all about how you spin the dice. Get to the one call stadium on Saturday and let's hope for a lucky six. See you then. See you at the same time next week. Why? Well, because Mansfield matters and the time to join us is, of course, 6.30-ish. See you next week. It's a massive achievement for any person to manage this football club, um, and I'm no different. So I'll be a, it'll be a very proud moment for me. But you know, I'm, I've got a job to do. The team have got a job to do, uh, and we'll be trying to get all three points on Saturday.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.